Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White, and in the Great People Studio is our co-host, Mr. James Muncy. Good morning, James. Good morning, J.J. What's happening? Oh, waiting for a call. Waiting for a call? I am. Is it an important call? You just keep on telling me that there's a calling. There's a calling. There's a call coming. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna very, very quickly kind of switch the subject, and then we'll come back. Have you seen the new Star Wars trailer from last night? I have. Oh, you did? I'm, yes. I'm actually a little surprised. I, somebody, I, I, I didn't know yeah. that you were into that. Well, I just somebody shared it, and I watched. Okay. So that's exciting. What do you think? I, I think it's going to be great. I've been, uh, I, I actually saw the Empire Strikes Back in, this, in, in the actual movie theater. Mm. Which goes to show you how old I am. Right. Uh, and I have seen every movie in the theater ever since. And what I love about that particular movie, it's, it, is, it, it is an example of what, uh, what we have to do in our lives to fulfill our purpose mm-hmm. in, in our calling. Whether it be the rebellion calling of, of good or the negative calling of the empire. Yes, which... That movie was pretty much all about. I can do a couple good Hulk Hogan impersonations, but I can't do any Darth Vader's here this morning. <laughs> uh, so I was pretty excited when I saw that trailer out last night because it really it made me realize, uh, or maybe maybe think about what today's show is going to be about, which is our calling. And and I'm I, I'm really excited about the topic because I'm actually a little frustrated over the topic. Why is that? Most of the conversations I have with people on a daily basis has to do with their future. Right, their purpose, their why, their calling, and it is by far one of the most frustrating conversations that I have with people because most people have no idea what their calling is. They have hmm. no idea. They think they know, but they really do not know. And why do you, why do you think most people don't really know what their calling is? Well, I'm guessing because they get it mixed up with with their. Excuse me, with their why, you gotta <laughs> up over this man. With their why, with their purpose, I think they get it. I think they get it mixed up. Um, yeah, I struggle with that difference. Yeah. What is that difference between my purpose and my calling? I know we're going to break that down yeah. on the show today. Um, why? Why do you see that they they don't know? Well, you hit you hit you hit on one important subject. People get calling and purpose confused, mm-hmm. and now you can add another element to this uh, this vernacular where people talk about what is my why right uh could be a lot of similarities there but it's not the same it's not the same uh before i get too far into this calling thing let's talk about a little bit about what purpose is okay. uh, we, we we talked about this on the show last week if you ask most people what their purpose is especially if they're a parent what are they going to say they're going to say my family to raise a family to raise kids my kids are my purpose yeah absolutely yeah and if you ask them a similar question, what is your why? What are they going to say? To to raise a family. To raise a family. And to be a parent. It's, especially if you have a newborn all the way up through, let's just say, perhaps a kid not quite in college yet. Right. Because there is a certain point, especially there, where they kind of go off and you feel like, well, I've, I've, I've done that part. Now I just need to be here as a resource for them. Well, financially, <laughs> yeah. but oftentimes uh, a shoulder to lean on right? Or, or whatever. So then you ask them that question, what is your purpose? And people get really confused because what they thought was their purpose or maybe what was their purpose left them right? and went in uh, starting to fulfill their own purposes now. But if you ask anybody, what is your calling? Those same people, what is your calling? You're going to get a lot of blank stares. Mm-hmm. It's a really complicated question. It's very thought-provoking, and it's deep. It is, and I think that when it comes to having a calling, I think that most people want to have a calling. They yeah. want to have a calling in their life, but a lot of people don't feel like they have gotten it. A lot of people, I think, think that they never get it. If you if you think of the word, the word is calling, right, that someone's going to shout at you, hey, you, this is right. what you're supposed to go do. Now go do it. And we're waiting for that to happen. We're waiting to hear it 
from somewhere. And it tends to have a lot of religious overtones, you know, because yes. you'll hear a lot of, of pastors and priests and, and people who are in that community say, well, I was called mm-hmm. to do this. You know, mm-hmm. I've never gotten a call like that, JJ. I don't know about you. <laughs> My phone does not uh, ring. It, it, I've it never had it. God say, yo, what up? <laughs> and I would love nothing better than for that to happen. Yeah. But the truth is, it just hasn't. It just doesn't. And yeah. so this was one of the initial questions I have whenever I was reviewing this uh, and doing some research. You go on Google and you and you Google anything with the word, what is my calling? What is a calling? Whatever. However you want to put it. Um, every bit of it's faith-based. Mm-hmm. Like I went through several pages in the articles, the blog post. And we know Google is designed around what most other people are Googling. So I think most people are looking for that faith-based answer. So here's my first question Uh, for you and our listeners, whether you're tuning into us on Facebook Live, you're you're listening to us on the radio right now, does God need to be involved in a calling? Hmm. I would say— What if you're an atheist? Yeah, I mean, I would would definitely say no. Okay. I would definitely say no. Yeah, I'm going to— I'm going to wait for my answer on that. All right. Because I'm, I'm confused by it. Uh, if you are listening to us on the radio, we will be taking some callers later on in the show. You can reach us at 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366, because we're going to be asking a lot of questions on this show that our listeners are asking us. Mm-hmm. And they're asking ma- mainly themselves, what is my calling? Um, and what if you don't believe in a higher power? How, how can you... How how can you be called to something if if you don't believe in God or don't believe that there is a God or don't believe that God actually does these kind of things? I th- I think that I think that certain people can have natural abilities whether they are called to be a professional athlete, whether they're called yep. to be an engineer or a doctor. They're gifted with the ability to learn certain things that yep. they feel like that that they get their calling there, and it has nothing to do with religion. Yeah, it, and. I, I would love to hear from an atheist. I would love to have an atheist call the show or at best an agnostic person to help us understand what calling means to them if it's not faith-based. Mm-hmm. Because this this is a stake that I'm going to go ahead and put in the ground right now, and I, I might get some, some pushback on this. We went to Facebook and all social media platforms Monday night and asked the question, do you have a calling? What is it? And there were several answers on there that were what I would call self-centered. Now, don't take that word bad yet. Mm-hmm. Self-centered just means that it's centered on you, and it's not centered on someone else. Right. I find difficulty, I'm just going to straight out say, it, I don't believe it's a calling if it's all about you. Okay. If people say, my calling is to run, be a runner, and run marathons. Well, how does that translate to other people? Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't see that as a calling. It might be a step in the process of your calling because you need to to build some mental fortitude or go through some training or go through some uh attitude development along the way. But please don't tell me that your entire time on earth is all centered around something just for you. It just doesn't stick for me. I just don't believe it. I'm sorry. And so you saw a lot of comments about that. I was surprised how many were kind of about them. Mm-hmm. No, I think the the easy answer is my calling is to help people. Right. I, that that doesn't float with me either. Why not? What, what is what is okay? All, every here's newsflash. Everyone's calling is to help people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ticket to get in the door. Okay? okay. You've got to step through the door and see what that specific calling is for you. And when we come back from break, we're going to start digging into uh, another aspect of this calling: is does it have to be vocational? You're listening to the Great People Show. I'm J.J. White, host of The Great People Show. As a parent, I'm now busier than ever and don't have a lot of time for teaching my child fundamentals or helping them build good foundations. That's why I love products by A Ginger Kid. They allow me to spend time teaching critical skills to my children while we all have fun. The quality wood used in A Ginger Kid products can't be beat, and the wooden texture brings a nostalgia that allows both my child and I to enjoy our moments together. A Ginger Kid products are about equipping parents to help their children learn with confidence. A Ginger Kid also helps me pause to take moments to create intentional memories with my children. These classic toys teach classic moments. Go to agingerkid.com and enter the promo code GIFTS to receive 25% off your order as one of our listeners. A Ginger Kid, the tools and toys that teach. Before- 
Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for zip lining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. We are back on the Great People Show here in Richmond, Virginia on 97.7 FM, a 20 a.m. The Answer. And, of course, all of our shows are reviewable on Apple Podcasts. Today we're talking about calling. What is your calling? What do you call to do? What in the heck is a calling? And we started by the top of the hour talking about most people really have no idea what their calling is. Yeah. They really don't. Um, and right before we went to break, we talked about – I brought up the word vocation. Mm-hmm. Most people associate the word calling with work. Right. I'm called to do this, right? which makes sense. Uh, then there's also the whole maybe I'm not called to work here. Perhaps I'm called to do something in addition to my job through nonprofit work, service, things of that nature. Yep. So here's the next question. Does a calling have to do with your work? Mine, in my case, I don't think that mine does. Mine is around something that I generally volunteer my time for. Okay. Ooh. Now, I'm surprised to hear you say that. You're talking about the fire. Yeah. EMS. So yeah. I would have figured that would have been your calling. Yeah. I. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's right. Because, okay, so your work I is spend, not necessarily, you're, you're paid uh, full-time where you spend most of the time during the day isn't necessarily your calling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's a. It, in fact, I think for many people, what they get paid for during the day is a means for them to be able to serve what their calling is because they can't get paid for what their what their calling is. Why can't they? Why can't you, our listeners, get paid for your calling? I challenge anyone listening to the show right now. If you feel like you're in a dead end job, that you're not you're not involved in your calling, you feel stuck. I challenge you to really think hard about that because I think. I think we can go and work in our calling. I mean, you can, JJ, but but the quest. But I don't think that that's always the answer for everybody. I mean, I have a I have a paying career that I'm very good at that I enjoy. I would not by any means say that it is my calling, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm really good at what I do. I think you are too. Now, maybe for you, it is your calling. But I have a I have a career with tremendous flexibility yep. where I get to help people. Uh, which which I enjoy, and, and the flexibility enables me to be able to spend a lot of time doing things that I feel more called to do. What if, what if your job was actually keeping you from engaging more in your calling? Well, it is. Mine is. Yeah. I can tell you right now. But if I were to take my calling, let's use the fire department, if okay. I were to take my calling and turn that into a full-time paying job, which I could do, if I were to do that, then I would have to, I would, of course, quit my job. Yep. My wife, who stays at home and raises our, our awesome children, would have mm-hmm. to go back to work. Yep. We would have to sell our house and move into a smaller house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could take, we'd take less vacations. Yep. So all of a sudden, I would be serving my calling. It would be the most selfish thing in the world that I could do because it would impact my entire family just for my own selfish purposes. Okay. We just uh, on on our Facebook live feed, which if if you're listening to the show live, facebook.com slash great people show, you can look into our studio. Amy Markwood said, I feel called to love other people's children. And now I am a foster and adoptive parents that Mm. that is a calling that really has probably absolutely nothing to do with her vocation. Yeah. In fact, her vocation is necessary to fund her abilities to be a responsible foster parents. And what a great calling that is and not an easy one. Oh my God. I, I've never been a foster parent. I've talked to a few in my life and I just admire you all. If you're, if you're fostering a child, I'm a parent and it's hard enough. Yeah. When, I've got, when, I've when, got some friends that, uh, that are foster parents sure. and I, it is, you it, have it to, you to have be to calling. be called to do that. I feel <laughs> like. Um, well, that's okay. So that I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump down into my notes because this was an important 
this is an important part of this topic. How, how do you know you're being called? Is it always going to be based, based on positive experiences? Do you have to enjoy it? Is there happiness involved in it? Because I'm, I'm, I'm watching uh, Amy's comment and thinking there is joy and love and happiness around being a foster parent, but there's a whole lot of other negative feelings. There and is. I think people get really stuck in that if I'm not happy all the time in what I do, then I'm not, I'm not in my calling. I like to use the word fulfillment when it comes to a calling. I'm going to make you happy all the time, but ultimately it, it I think your calling is going to be fulfilling to you. Mm-hmm. And what do you think there about that? There has to be a net effect. Yeah. I there think has there has to be a net, net positive effect. effect. Yeah. I mean, look what Mother Teresa went through, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she, her, her, her calling was to give peace to the dying poor that had nobody, yeah. right? I, you, you can't imagine that's a positive work environment. No, not at all. But in her mind and in her heart, I almost would guarantee it was joy. Mm-hmm. The whole time was joy because she was bringing, she was bringing love to those people. She was. Or look at Gandhi. I mean, you can look at all sorts of figures through history yeah. who sacrificed tremendously, but they had a calling. They saw it through. And, and in the end, it was, and for the most part, it was fulfilling to them. Um, Teresa on Facebook, uh, McRoberts brings up an excellent question. Why do we think vocation is not a synonym for calling? In fact, I kind of question, if you aren't working in your calling somewhere, how do you make progress with it? How yeah. do you execute on it? How do you manifest it in this world? That's that's a great question, and and uh, Teresa, uh, I know Teresa as I know you do, and yeah. she she's an example of uh, of someone who did have a calling and and left a vocation yeah. in order to serve that's the vocation true. that she, she felt like. She was an like, attorney, right? Yes, uh, was her calling in life. Teresa, you should call the show right now. I know you're watching us on Facebook. No no pressure. <laughs> yes, there is eight zero four four five four one three six six. In fact, uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to be opening up opening up our phone lines to everyone. That's eight zero four four five four thirteen sixty six. We're going to be going to break here in about seven minutes or so. So I want to try to tackle this next part of it before we go. Okay. And we may not be able to tackle it all. Is um, um, why we don't see the vocation, why we don't see the calling. Yeah. Why we cannot see it. I believe that we are 100% being called all the time. That that is a, a signal that is going to us 24-7, 365. I do not believe that we are just sitting in this barren desert and then all of a sudden, boom, it shows up. I think there is a a calling hitting us 100% of the time. It's constant. If you don't know what it is or you're unsure, it's because you're not listening. And Mm -hmm. why, why aren't we listening? Well, I can give you a big reason. We're constantly distracted. Yep. We're constantly distracted. If, if you are working your fingers to the bone just to pay your bills Buy a nice car, get a better house. There's there is there is a good chance that you're missing your calling because you're not listening to the right things. You're mm. not listening to the right voices in your head. There's a calling that comes from the heart. There's a calling that comes through your head. And just as important, well, maybe not just as important, but really important, is the calling that comes from the people around us. Yeah. The, the people around us are going to speak to us on what our calling is. So – I've got to, I want to challenge you with a question here. Mm-hmm. We started the show with you talking about how the number one answer for all this stuff is is if you're a parent to raise my children. Yeah, the purpose. The purpose. So what about what about women and men as well that are stay-at-home dads who stay home with their kids? You and I both have are married to wonderful women who stay home with their children. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that if if my wife was in the studio right now. She would tell you that her calling is absolutely uh, to be a mother, and and to and and that is that is all that she has ever ultimately wanted okay. in, in her life as her calling. I don't sure. know about your wife. Sure, I don't. I, I do not. I do not know if Sam would agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've we've constantly had this conversation. I think when you have we every once in a while have this conversation. I think when you have children, that is that is a calling to make sure that they are brought up to be loving, uh, God-fearing adults. Mm-hmm. And it's our job to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm worried about people that, as we mentioned at the top of the show, that when their kids get of age and they leave the nest, they're just, they feel like they're left with lack of calling. Well, can your calling change, JJ, through different uh, stages in your life? I would hope so. 
I would certainly think so. I, I that is above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't sit here with all honesty to know that I've been through the training class on callings. That's uh, that's that's told me that that is a case. I um, I suspect it does change. I suspect it does change. Or here's another one to throw on for size. What if the ultimate calling is in the last quarter of our life, and the entire first three quarters are designed to prepare us for the last quarter? Well, I think that'd be pretty great. And you can accomplish quite a bit in those first three quarters along the way. Absolutely. And maybe that's where a lot of uh, that's maybe that's where a lot of people do get stuck. It's they don't feel like that they're in it in the moment, right? Yeah. Um, 29 years old, I'm making decent money, um, I've got what I need, I'm accomplishing my goals, but there's just more out there. Yep. Well, how do you know that this is not part of that calling, that this is a trial period, this is a grooming period, this is a growing period? Going back to the whole, I feel like I'm in a dead-end job, I'm making decent money, but I don't like what I do. Right. Well, maybe you're not supposed to like what you're doing right now. Maybe you're supposed to feel some negative angst towards that. Yeah, and I maybe I don't have any better prospects at the moment. Uh-huh. Or you need to wait. Right. There's there's growth that needs to happen there. There's things to learn. There's experiences to have. I uh, Gosh, I don't remember when we talked about this on the show, but there was a moment or, a, or, or many moments in, in our shows where we've talked about you have to go through adversity in order to grow into your calling. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, how do we how, how do we have the strength and the courage and the enthusiasm and the confidence to 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 fully execute on our on our calling if we're not done growing yet? Oh, I agree. And you know, it's funny you talk. We talk about the fire service is is what I would, and I know we talk about that a lot on the show. But it it is, I think, my calling. I found it. Don't forget through Rotary Club which I was in with you, I joined that club because I was trying to find something more. I mm-hmm. wanted to find how I could give and what would what would maybe find a calling, find something yeah. that fulfilled me, and it ultimately led me to that. Yeah. So what are you listening to? Who are you listening to? If you are at any point in your life, teenager, 20s, 30s, 40s, we're, we're going to open up our phone lines here in the Great People Studio Taking callers when we come back from break, 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. You can also catch our show on Facebook Live right now if you're listening to us on the radio at facebook.com slash Show. And all of our shows are archived on Apple, iTunes, podcasts. I screw that up, I think, every time I say it. I guess iTunes is the way to say it. No no podcasts. No, it's iTunes, but it's the iTunes podcast. It's the podcast iTunes. Yeah. So- it's the Apple tunes. Right. <laughs> If you do a search for us on on your podcast yeah. app on iTunes, you can find it. And, you know, it's great. I was listening to some older shows uh, in the car on a long car trip I had the other day. Really? I was. Were you I on was. them yet? I was I was listening to some uh, before I was here and some <laughs> after. Yeah. And uh, I determined that I've I've seriously taken the show straight down. Oh, come on. Well, that, no, that, was, that, is, that is a symptom of a great person being way too humble for themselves. <laughs> but, way too humble. But no, but it's it's good to listen because the thing about the shows that we try to do is we try to do shows that are applicable at any time. Yeah. They may be topical sometimes to current events, but there is there. So if you're a new listener, I would absolutely encourage you go check it out on iTunes, check it out on Facebook because you can find all of our old shows right there and take a listen. Yeah, and when we come back, we're going to keep talking about this whole what is your calling? What are you listening to? How do you know that you're fulfilling your mission on earth? Because it kind of comes and goes in a blink of an eye. Um, to join the show, 804-454-1366. You're listening to The Great People Show. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A New York Police Department official says authorities are not seeing anything that leads them to believe anybody else was involved in the bike path rampage this week that left eight people dead. The Deputy Commissioner John Miller saying on CBS this morning that the suspect Saifullo Saipov is the only suspect, even though that could change. He was officially charged yesterday with terrorism and other crimes. Since 9-11, the neighborhood around the World Trade Center has been transformed by a lot of new construction and washed over by a wave of tourism. This week's deadly truck attack has reminded those who live, work, and study 
right in that area that there are still the very real possibilities of terrorist attacks that they have to be watchful of every day. An intrusion into the U.S. election process last year by Russian hackers was only one aspect of a worldwide spying effort that had targets ranging from uh, parts of Europe and all the way through Asia as they tried to affect various governments. This is SRN News. Fall is finally here, and as you spend more time indoors relaxing with friends and family, make sure you knock out your number one home improvement project with SelectBlinds.com. Whether you're cooped up watching your favorite show or hanging with friends for the big game, nothing complements your interior more than SelectBlinds.com. Select Blinds makes ordering blinds online simple and easy. Select and order high-quality, easy-to-install blinds, shades, and shutters today. With products you've seen on all your favorite home improvement shows, SelectBlinds.com is an interior makeover essential. Select Blinds has the most online reviews and five-star ratings on the planet. SelectBlinds.com really is the simple and smart way to buy blinds. To get the best deals on blind shades and shutters, shop today at SelectBlinds.com. Remember to mention our show at checkout using the drop-down menu. Let SelectBlinds.com upgrade your home today. SelectBlinds.com Driving back from the shore? Just putting the utensils away from that late summer cookout. Hi, this is Pat Rogers, inviting you to join me on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. for the Love Doctor Radio Hour. 60 minutes of unqualified opinion, unparalleled nonsense, and your calls. I look forward to sharing a laugh with you on Sundays at 7 p.m. right here on AM 820 and almost 98, 97.7 FM, WNTW. It is homecoming week at Old Dominion. This Saturday, the Monarch football team returns home to take on Conference USA rival Charlotte. Can ODU knock off the 49ers for their first league win of the year? Hi, this is Ted Alexander. Join Andy Michaud, Doug Ripley, and me for all the action live from Foreman Field at SB Ballard Stadium. Pre-game coverage begins Saturday afternoon at 2.30 right here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. WNTW 820 AM and 97.7 FM, The Answer. Proud home of Old Dominion University football. All right, we're back here on The Great People Show. I'm the host, JJ, and in the studio with me is JM. That's right. James Muncy. We have been talking about calling all morning, just waiting for the calling. We are. Waiting for the phones to ring because we've God's going to call whoever. Someone's going to call any minute and tell us what we're supposed to do for the oh, rest it's of the coming. day. It's coming. It's coming. The tidal wave of calling is coming. Um, a little bit of controversy here this morning, I think. Kind of where, where does calling show up? Does it have to show up? Do you have to? Does it have to come from God? Does it have to be in your work? Does it have to be involving other people? Or can the calling just be all about you? Does everybody have a calling? I think they do. Okay. I can't I can't imagine. I I just absolutely cannot imagine being in this world all this time and not have a calling for it. I just can't imagine it. I really can't. So it's a shame there's no statistic for this because then then my next question would be what what percentage of people actually serve their calling? Well, how do you know? How, how would people know? Oh, you would. I mean, you can do an exit interview at death. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that tasteless? It was. It really <laughs> was. was. Tasteless, tasteless and morbid. Was was that I'm a offended. tasteless comment? I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to the well, welcome to the world we live in today. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, I, yeah. I've never seen any research on this. No, I, well, I, think I mean, we you should be really asking do... some eighty-year-old and ninety-year-old folks. We should. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't really. Uh, I don't think you could really do the research. Um, I can tell you that I know. I have met a lot of people who have served in the military mm-hmm. in in military conflicts who have certainly, I think, would tell you that that their calling was was to do that. Um, and, and I think afterwards, a lot of their call, this goes back to, you can have more than one calling, I think, JJ. And I think it can change through different phases of your life. Uh, Connie Bruce on Facebook live just asked us if calling is different than purpose. I said at the top of the show, I think there's a huge difference. Well, I said at the top of the show, there's a difference. And I think I may have just exaggerated. I don't think there's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I, 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 where it's different for me is how people Maybe it is the same, but the way that people internalize it right. and process it and think about it, I think is different. 
simply because you can ask anybody different questions, or you can ask anybody the same question, and you're going to get different answers. What's your purpose? What is your calling? And you're going to get different answers. So, JJ, what is your purpose, and what is your calling? My purpose is to challenge people so that they become their greatest self. Okay. Oh, well, see, I'm, you know, I'm a little clouded on this because I think about this stuff all the time, James. I know you do. Because if I were most people, I would probably say my purpose is my children. I mean, I'm trying right. to be real about it. I, I've, I think I've studied this way more than the average person has and have thought about it and put it into writing and study it, meaning like I study what I'm supposed to be doing with, with things. Uh, I, I spend a, a vast majority of my entire day truly helping other people, either through uh, the, the Dale Carnegie work that I do, the Great People Show work that I do, uh, having children, investing my time into Little League sports. Mm-hmm. This time of the year, it's football. Um, I'm, I'm pretty clear with myself that my purpose and my, my calling is not about me simply because I, I, of what I do, of how I, how I've done it. I I'm crystal clear on this. And, uh, if I, if something were to happen to me and I were to die today, I could honestly say I fulfilled my purpose and and I, and I responded to my calling. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. another word that we should be using here. Are you responding to your calling? Okay. So can your calling then become your purpose? Ooh, I know we're not supposed to have dead air on the radio, but I've got to think about that. Yeah. Ask that question again. Can your calling become your purpose? I certainly think that Ooh, it can. Can your calling become your purpose? I don't know. I don't know. I um, Internally, at the end of the day, at the end of, at the end of the journey, I think it is all the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think I think we were we we are born on a mission, right? And whether or not we fulfill that mission or how much of that mission we fulfill is up to us. Uh, and and what I wanted to accomplish for our listeners today is really just to think super hard about: Are you investing your time and your energy into the right things? Mm-hmm. Are you really hearing the people around you and yourself when it comes to your calling? Because most people are not. Yeah. They're chasing the wrong things. But if everybody served, if everybody served their calling as their vocation, JJ, I think our society would fall apart. Really? Yeah. In what way? Well, let's take all the wonderful people out there who who work in our factories. I mean, who you could go on and on. I mean, think about all the vocations and jobs there are out in the world mm-hmm. that are probably not necessarily somebody's calling, mm-hmm. but that they earn a good living at, that they can support their family, which maybe they mm-hmm. would say their their family is their calling. Mm-hmm. But if if those people weren't out there, we'd be in big trouble. Yeah. I think you can find purpose and calling in any vocation. I, I think you can. Working in a factory, anything. Just think of some of those dirtiest jobs, whatever those the, the TV show yeah. does, that uh, that they're doing things for, for us as a society that we would never do ourselves. And they're oftentimes not looked highly upon. But mm-hmm. I tell you what, they keep they keep the systems going. And I wonder how many of those folks, I'd love to hear from a listener sometime, of, of folks that feel like that – the outside world looks at their job as almost like a necessary evil, like mm-hmm. whether like uh, garbage collection, cleaning, you know, whatever it is, cleaning people's office spaces in the middle of the night, whatever that hard work is that you do, I think you can find absolute purpose and calling in that. Ma- mainly because from my point of view, you're, you're working with other people, especially mm-hmm. if you're a manager of these other people, you have such a huge impact on the world. And, and, I'm not going to change my point of view that we had at the top of the show, that if your calling doesn't involve other people, it's not really a calling. Hmm. It might be on the path to a calling because it's something that's developing you, but your calling has to involve other people. Yeah, and it may involve other people indirectly. I mean, there are lots of people out there who just can't stand to be around other human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I I think people are called to help those people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, but you know, I have a friend who uh, who really is just one of these people who who can't stand most most other human beings. Doesn't generally want to be around people. Mm-hmm. And I saw him the other weekend, and he was driving a tractor pulling hay rides for a local pumpkin patch. Okay. And I actually teased him. I said, "Boy, this is the perfect job for you because you're." 
you don't have to interact with anybody. All you do is drive the tractor sure. back and forth. But he's still helping people. Yeah. Yeah, so he doesn't. You don't actually have to come in contact with people to help other people. Exactly right. Angie Wright on Facebook Live here said, uh, "My calling has always been to motivate and inspire people to be the better you." And Angie's Angie's called into the show before, and I know she lives that. Yeah. Which which brings me to another question: Is, um, are you certain that your calling means, or does does your calling have to be your hundred percent focus every single day? Absolutely not. Do you have to be? fully engaged in your calling all the time. No. I think when you can be, that's awesome. But I think that for most people, that's just not realistic. And I, that sounds exhausting, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does. I mean, what if um, what if we had to spend all of our time doing our most emotionally intensive work? That'd be tough. I'm reading a book right now called Rest. It's mm-hmm. a great book. And the premise of the book is if you don't rest for you— you're getting you're 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 just hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. That your brain is designed to stop and recharge and re-energize. And I think, for me personally, I don't know how you feel about this, but uh, I I'm involved in in callings that require energy beyond my physical limitations. Oh, I, I am I am too. I, I have days where I'm done with my calling energy wise. I, I just I just yeah. I feel like I can't give anymore. It's it's difficult for me to give more. Yeah. No, I agree. And. And I think there are days, whether it's doing your calling or not, there are just days that we, I mean, again, my, I have a job that is, it's, it's means to an end for me mm-hmm. for, to serve my calling. Mm-hmm. I was in my office till 930 last night. I, wow. mean, I had a 14 hour day yesterday. Well, thanks for coming um, here and being part of this calling. Well, of course, because this is much, but again, I'm, because I was at work until 930 last night, it enables me to be, be here. In charge, baby. That's In it. charge. So when we come back from our next break, uh, we're going to keep talking about this whole calling thing. The great people. Phone lines are open. 804-454-1366. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for ziplining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. Hi, I'm J.J. White, host of The Great People Show. As a parent, I'm now busier than ever and don't have a lot of time for teaching my child fundamentals or helping them build good foundations. That's why I love products by A Ginger Kid. They allow me to spend time teaching critical skills to my children while we all have fun. The quality wood used in a Ginger Kid products can't be beat, and the wooden texture brings a nostalgia that allows both my child and I to enjoy our moments together. A Ginger Kid products are about equipping parents to help their children learn with confidence. A Ginger Kid also helps me pause to take moments to create intentional memories with my children. These classic toys teach classic moments. Go to agingerkid.com and enter the promo code GIFTS to receive 25% off your order as one of our listeners. A Ginger Kid, the tools and toys that teach. It's uh it's a good day in the great people studio. So because we're called, brother. We are. So I got a question for you. Should I be intentional about seeking out my calling or is it something that I should I mean ca- the word calling in and of itself implies that it is going to come to you. Okay. Well, if you look at the actual premise of calling and and I mentioned this earlier in the show, it's always coming to us. Right. There are signals always coming into our life, hmm. always, whether it be through other people, circumstances that we find ourselves in. 
I think your your specific question was, should we be seeking it out? Yeah. Your calling is already seeking you out. But what if I don't see it? What if I don't hear it? I, I think that's why we're here on The Great People Show. Um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's sad. It's disappointing. When we live our lives year after year after year and we kind of wonder, what am I here for? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to be doing with my time? Why does my job not fulfill me? Why am I not happy? Why am I in a dead-end relationship? I think all of these things get in the way of us seeing what our calling is. And I'm not even talking about doing anything about the calling. I'm talking about just noticing it and seeing it. I mean, that's that's a that lost feeling. I've been that way. Mm-hmm. I think we've all been there. We've all been there. I, it wasn't until I got into Dale Carnegie in uh, the year 2000. And even then, I didn't realize it was a calling. Mm -hmm. It took me several years to realize that being in this business that I'm in was actually part of why I was put on this earth. Hmm. And I went into it for the wrong reasons. I went into it to make money. Right. Because I had done just about everything in my life that way. Well, I think that that just goes to show that sometimes we can go into something with different motivations than we come out of them with. Yeah. You never know where you might find it. Yeah. So is it meant to be? Was it fate? Well, it's it's part of that. It's part of the journey. Yeah, it's part of the journey. Uh, every failure you've had is part of that journey. Um, I, I can't I can't express this enough. The question is, what are you listening to? Who are you listening to? And to be part of this conversation, 804-454-1366, Um One one thing that I did notice in our Facebook. And I keep saying Facebook because that's where most people engage us, but it's all over social media, Twitter, anywhere. A lot of general, very general callings. I mentioned one earlier. My calling is to help people. Right. My calling is to be a lawyer. My calling is to um, be a parent. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a good start. That's a really good start. But what's to do what? Yeah. To do what? I mean, if your calling is to help people, to do what? You can find helpfulness in anything you do. You can find it anywhere. And the one thing that maybe we should pound into this topic a little bit more is that your your calling should be an expression of your heart towards others. If 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 your heart is not involved in your calling, mm-hmm. is it really a calling? We we presented this this I call it a diagram. It's weird to use that word on the radio. Um, of, of a bullseye with, with two rings and a bullseye. That outer ring is I know. The next ring is I do. And that inside bullseye is I am. Mm-hmm. And most of the answers that I saw for their calling was all about the I do thing. Right. Which ties back into the vocation. Right. Because the calling is tied back into work for most people. Why can't we see our calling as something as who we are? I think we can. I think we should. Yeah. So if you if you feel your calling is to help people, what what are you needing to do today to develop yourself towards your calling? Right. Um, here's another question for you: Are we always ready, prepared, and forged for our calling today? Because a lot of people say, "Well, when I do this, then I'll be able to do that. When I get this, then I'll be able to do that." We end up waiting for other things to happen before we can, well, as soon as, as soon as I can get that job, then I'll be able to go and fulfill my calling or fulfill my purpose. Or they feel like that it's two or three steps ahead. So they wait and they wait and they wait. I talked to someone the other day that has been in the car business uh, selling cars for three years. She knows she should have left two years ago. Mm-hmm. What are you waiting on? Why are you, why are you hanging out? It's because we're used to it being a certain way in our life. We're comfortable. The status quo is probably keeping you from fulfilling your calling. Yeah, probably so. I think that a lot of people would tell you though that it's that that at some at some point you've got adult responsibility that comes into the whole thing and you still have to be be responsible to your obligations. And sometimes sometimes being responsible to your your obligations in life conflict with what your calling is. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that um, on, on several shows, the distractions in our life. In, in this distracted world, the signs and evidence you're calling are probably right in front of you, mm-hmm. but you're just not paying attention to the right things. 
um, it's not going. It's not. It's not a screaming. It's not a shouting. It's it's a calling. It's going to be a, a subtle signal, multiple times over the course of your life. That's going to keep telling you this is what you're supposed to be doing. This yeah. is what you're supposed to be doing. And I'm curious, James, since being in the fire department is a calling of yours. When did you start noticing those signals? You know, it's funny. I noticed those signals. Uh, I was at a meeting at a fire house mm-hmm. for something we were doing with Rotary. Okay. And they got a call for a very serious uh, accident on, on I-64 here in the Richmond area. Mm. And one of the battalion chiefs that was at this meeting said, you know, James, you should, you should get on the fire engine and ride along. I'm dead <laughs> oh. serious. And, wow. and so, uh, so I did. Yeah. And we got out to this accident, and it was a, a Prius that was going down I-64 and backed into the back of a, uh, a VDOT truck that was doing some work uh, oh, on, on, on one of the lanes. And there was really heavy damage to this car. And I got there, and there were two adults in the front, and they were both pretty – there was a lot of blood. They were pretty seriously messed up. Yeah. And there was a child in the back, and the child was in a car seat, and, and she was about a, a two- or three-year-old uh, little girl, and she seemed to be okay. And I remember one of the firefighters picked up this girl, and they had all these other things to deal with, and she's crying, and she's upset, and he's looking around, and he sees me. And he raises up this little girl, and I walk over, and I grab wow. this this three-year-old that had just been in this car accident, sees her parents really banged up, and and I it was I was done. I was this is it, this is it for me. I mean, it hit me like a bolt of lightning. What was it though? What hit you? I, I couldn't even. I it's hard to even put into. It words. was a matter of the heart. Yes, I got back and it was emotional. Yeah. And and we got back to uh, to the firehouse after this was all said and done, and I, I turned to my friend and I and I said, "How how, how do I how do I how do I get into this?" You this wanted is, more. Yes, you found you got oh, a taste I, of something. Yes. in your heart, and you just wanted more of that. I did. Wow, that's a good indicator of whether you're in your calling or not. Um, are you experiencing a mountain? Do you have a mountaintop experience? It doesn't. It it doesn't happen often. Sometimes it happens once. Mm-hmm. And it's not designed to happen a long time. That's where a lot of people get confused. People feel like that they're always chasing the mountaintop experience, and they're always trying to get there. And then once they do finally think they're there, they just want to stay planted. And we get really upset whenever we have to come back down. And that mountaintop experience is usually something incredibly emotional, overwhelming. Sometimes it can bring you to tears. Um Yet we ignore that too. Definitely. All the time people ignore it. Even when, when here's, a, here's another question. Do we just find ourselves on top of the mountain experiencing these amazing things and you simply say, wow, that was awesome, but I need to get back to the rest of my life? I mean, what sure. if that situation, you said that was cool, I hope to do it again one day, but I've got things to go do. And I could have easily done that. And I'll tell you what, when when we got back, and I did, I asked, I was like, how do I how do I sign up? Well, the answer was, well, you've got to take about uh, six hundred hours uh, worth of classes, which take place uh, two nights a week over eight months, from six p.m. to ten p.m., and then every other Saturday from eight a.m. until five p.m. That's a downer. And you've got to do this for eight months. And no, when you get out of that, <laughs> there's about another hundred hours that you're going to need over the following year. Um, a lot of people, and, and even myself for a minute, a lot of people would say that and say, well, it was fun, but I, I can't I can't do that. They would. There are a million reasons why I shouldn't have done that. My, my job, my family, the other obligations. I, I had to give things up, and I sacrificed time with my family to pursue all those classes. And uh, so a lot of people would have walked away right there, I think. Um, I, I chose yeah, not right. to, and I'm, I'm better for it, but... I could. It wouldn't have been the wrong. Would have been the wrong decision, JJ, for me to say, you know what? I've got all these other obligations. I've got a, a, two kids and a wife, and and I just don't have time to give six hundred hours over over an eight month period. I don't know. You tell me. Would it have been wrong? I I would never know the difference. Oh, that's another good point. I don't know. I think you would. I think if you and when? How long ago did that happen? Uh, I guess that was almost five years ago. Okay, so five years later. Let's assume that everything else in your life would remain constant as it is right now, yep. minus being involved in the fire department. Right. Um, you would know the difference. You wouldn't know that being in the fire department would have made the difference. I would bet that you'd be a, a fairly content, 
dare I say, maybe a little unhappy guy if that did not happen to you, mainly because everything in your life is is normal and good. Yeah. Just normal. Just normal. We have to see the doors that open in front of us, and we have to be brave enough to step in. I'll give you another example, mm-hmm. a much more recent one. Back this past summer, uh, I knew that uh, I saw that Kelsey uh, was going to be, who was co-hosting the show yep. with you, was going to be leaving to go back to school. You and I uh, used to talk all the time. We For, for the last couple of years, uh, we've kind of just gone in separate directions with our careers. Mm-hmm. And I reached and, and and I saw maybe this door's open a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I I saw the show. I really would have loved to have been part of the show and I reached out to you. Yeah. I could have just easily never have texted you. Most people wouldn't. Most people didn't. Most people haven't. But I like to think of myself because it's generally led me into into good directions. Mm-hmm. I like to think of myself as someone who's always looking for where that cracked door is and who's who's not scared to step through. And and I would encourage our listeners out there, when, when you see that, even if it's going to take you a little out of your comfort zone, don't be scared of peeking through that door because there could be a calling back there. I've got a three-step process that I just built based on this conversation <laughs> we've had. Step number one, examine things carefully. Examination. Put your bunny ears on. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We just had a bunny conversation yesterday with, with someone. Put your listening ears on. If they're bunny ears, that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. Put your listening ears on. Um, first, this, I found this scripture. It's a good one. First Thessalonians 5.21, examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Okay? As soon as you find what's good, guess what? You're probably going to find a lot of barriers in the way. It's I believe it's designed that way. I think our calling is designed to be good in what may look like as being unreachable because there's going to be barriers thrown in our way of our calling. Mm-hmm. In your situation, that barrier was a tremendous amount of work, classes, studying, and whatnot that most people already have ran away from. So that's step number two. What barriers in the way? And then look for the open doors around the barriers. To me, that's called being relentless. Mm. To me, that's called being resourceful. Most people Maybe we need to change our vernacular here. It's not that most people don't know what their calling is. Most people are afraid of their calling. Most mm-hmm. people are scared to actually have to run through the forest to get to the other side. So that's my challenge to our callers today. I like Not that. our callers, our listeners. Yeah. That are being called. That's right. To fulfill your purpose. We've had a great time on the show today. You can uh, you can reach us anytime at jj at greatpeopleshow.com. Of course, all of our shows are on Apple Podcasts. We broadcast here weekly, Thursdays from 9 to 10 on 97.7 FM, 820 The Answer. Go to our website, greatpeopleshow.com. You see a lot of stuff out there because we are your guides to greatness. We are your on-call coach. Thank you for having us here this morning. James, parting words for us. Parting words, you know, we get a lot of people listen to this show on the podcast or on Facebook after we've aired it, aren't mm-hmm. listening to it live on the radio. If you have a thought on today's show, send us that message. We get a lot of messages on Facebook through the week. Send us that message because it helps us in future weeks. We'll, we'll answer. Uh, so don't think if you're not listening to this live that you can't reach out to us. And and again, my, my message from today, guys, when you see that door open, uh, again, just like we were just saying, walk walk through it a little bit. You can always turn around. Take a look. And if the door's not open... Knock on it and keep knocking on it and keep knocking on it until somebody answers. Because the people that are surrounding you right now have the answers that you're looking for. That's right. Well, I look forward to seeing what we talk about next week, Thursday, 9 a.m. See you next week, folks. Great People Show. Later. There are many, many questions, but the answer is AM820, WNTW Chester.